1: Good morning, welcome to the 108th episode of the Daily 5 Fantasy Sports Podcast covering five sports news stories in about five minutes each. My name is Corey Peeper, some people know me as CK, whichever one you like is fine with me, I don't really mind. You can follow me on Twitter at C-O-P-I-E, P-S, not everybody has time to sit down and listen to over an hour of a podcast or a bunch of time to read a bunch of news to understand what actually is happening with the headlines. I'll do the legwork for you and then try to give you something you can do to help your fantasy teams, whether it's baseball, basketball, or football. I didn't cover WNBA. I saw there was big news in the WNBA. Do not cover that here, but if you're into it, I'm sure that's a fantasy league too. No time to waste. Let's get to story number one. Speaking of big news, early in the morning, uh, yesterday morning, Tom Brady retired, quote, for good which means that I think you can actually believe it's happening this time. It has been precisely one year to the day, because on February 1st, 2022, he announced he was retiring before changing his mind exactly 40 days later. I think this one's permanent. I feel confident. I have him on one dynasty roster. Actually, I happen to have Daniel Jones and Tyler Huntley us on that. It's a super flex team. Tyler Huntley, pro bowler, but that's a different story. But so I will feel confident I'm going to be dropping him because I think this is the end. For good this time, I really do believe he is going to stay retired after 23 years in the NFL, including a bajillion records, but seven Super Bowls, that's a big one, right? That's the big one, seven Super Bowls, all-time leader in passing yards at 89,000 passing yards, 649 passing touchdowns, three-time MVP, even this last year, it was still pretty good for fantasy, at least. I know it was not always pretty on the field. The Buccaneers finished 26th in points per drive as a club, which that's a stat that I kind of like. That's an offensive stat I like. And so it wasn't the way that they wanted to have the probably his last year. But he still threw for just shy of 4,700 yards and 25 touchdowns. So he was plenty usable in the right matchups. It was the first time in his entire career, 20-plus year career that I just talked about, that his team finished with a losing record. But they did make the playoffs. Every year in Tampa Bay, he made the playoffs. He won one Super Bowl. Now we saw him struggle mightily. I think I covered that on the Daily Five here, the playoff loss to the Cowboys. He looked like someone that probably should retire, and he did. He's the only player, though, to win more than five Super Bowls. He's been Super Bowl MVP alone five times. I saw the report came out then that from Fox that he will not likely be covering the Super Bowl. We know that... I think it was before last season even that he signed the deal with Fox 10 years, $375 million to become work to start working as an analyst as soon as he retired. But I think that probably will be delayed until the 2023 football season, which would be this fall. Right. I hope I said that right. I think this is the 20. those, those years throw me off because it goes over the midway point. But I think this upcoming year is 2023 season. So he'll start as an analyst in the fall, I think not see him for the Super Bowl. And then the question is, what happens for Tampa Bay? Their backup all year has been Blaine Gabbard, actually. He's been the one who's backed him up all year. Todd Bowles spoke very highly of Blaine Gabbard after the season. Blaine is a heady player, extremely smart. I think he helps out a great deal on both sides of the ball. He understands what the game's about. A competitor. I love what he does for us in practice, getting us looks. I love how he helps Tom out. He's a tough guy, one of my favorite players. He's actually also going to become a free agent here in the next month when free agency starts. He has not started a game, though, since 2018. I think a lot of people, and technically, I guess the only one that they still have right now under contract, is Kyle Trask. Trask was the quarterback at Florida. Got drafted, was it two years ago now, I think? The Kyle Pitts, Kadarius Tony quarterback. We've seen him play in exactly one regular season game this far. And it was, I don't even remember, I didn't watch it to tell you the truth, but it was a meaningless game against Atlanta in the season finale, I think, last year. I don't know if we want Kyle Trask to be playing as the main quarterback for this offense. I know I don't want Kyle Trask as the guy who's going to lead Rashad White's and Chris Godwins and Mike Evans, maybe Leonard Fournette's fantasy production. We just haven't seen Trask, and if Trask was, I know some people really have high hopes for Trask, if he was good, I at least like to think they would have made him the main backup And he was just a healthy and active most of the year. So that doesn't bode well for Kyle Trask. I don't know. A lot of change. We'll see who's going to end up being the quarterback here in Tampa Bay. But right now, Chris Godwin, Mike Evans, Rashad White, value is kind of in flux. But good for Tom Brady. Enjoy your retirement. Two. Let's keep it in Florida to talk about another quarterback in the state of Florida. We finally got a new update on Tua Viola And it was a positive one, so that's good. It has been since on Christmas Day when he got concussed for the was it the second or even the third time this year that he sub- suffered a concussion on against Christmas Day against the Packers. He was placed in the concussion protocol the very next day, which caused him to miss the final three games of the season and then the playoff game against the Bills. But as of yesterday, he was cleared from the concussion protocol after over a month. The – league, remember, changed its protocol after his first hit early in the season. When Whenever a player shows concussion symptoms, they have to sit out the remainder of the game. I I saw some reports that because of that, they may end up actually changing the way that the active roster is designed. So you get to carry extra players on your active roster now because so many more people are having to miss the remainder of games than used to. So that'll be interesting to see in this offseason. Apparently, the length of the stay, you'd think, well, he was on there so long, something must be really bad. I guess not. The reports I read said that the most recent stay was deliberate and was not the result of any debilitating symptoms or setbacks. So they just wanted to keep him on there for cautionary reasons. He was actually named to the Pro Bowl, which I just kind of made the joke earlier. Tyler Huntley is on the Pro Bowl. It's kind of a joke. It's always been a joke. But Katua's is not going. Having cleared the protocol, he still will not go. Yeah, it's understandable why he made the Pro Bowl, though, right? Career-high completion percentage, career-high passing yards, career-high passing touchdowns led the NFL in passer rating. A couple weeks ago, Dolphins GM Chris Greer came out and said that Tua is going to be their quarterback entering 2023. And that doctors in Miami don't believe that his concussions leave him more susceptible susceptible to head injuries. Those are all good things to hear. That's always been the question is if he's had this many concussions before, is he just going to be preconceived to have more of them? But Chris Greer and Tua have met with medical professionals who are confident that he'll be 100% when it, quote, comes to the time for football I don't know if that means training camp. I don't know if that means minicamp. I don't know if that means OTAs. I don't know if that means the regular season. When the time comes for football. The two, the Dolphins are going to have to make a decision too. Because they're getting to that crucial fifth year contract coming up for Tua. He's I think it's he's under contract next season. But before this season starts, you have to decide whether or not you're going to pick up that fifth year option. Which for a quarterback is a lot. Like 20 plus million dollars, I'm thinking. So... Big off season for the Dolphins, big off season for Tua, but it's good to know that he's going to be playing for your fantasy team likely next season. Three. Story three. Perhaps another return of a NBA superstar. So actually also a Christmas Day guy. I didn't even realize that until I just started thinking about this. Devin Booker missed three games before Christmas Day, tried to play Christmas Day. We talked about that. He made it like four <laughs> or five minutes. And he's been gone ever since. So, another over a month gone. But we're getting close. According to him, we're getting close. And I think that I feel pretty confident about that at this point. It has been a groin injury. And they tried to rush him back, and it hurt the groin worse. But the Suns are starting to get healthy. Chris Paul is back. Cameron Johnson's back. DeAndre Ayton's back. And they're starting to look pretty good again after a stretch of basketball where they looked. I watched a few of those games, and there was a time when they looked pretty rough, but they have won 6 of 7 at this point, I think. 7 of 8, something like that. And Dwayne Rankin of the Arizona Republic reports that Booker will be back, quote, soon. We heard last week that yesterday was going to be the day that we got an update. And at this point, oh, Devin Booker himself came out and said he is, quote, rounding third. That was what he tweeted, rounding third. So I don't know if that's you know, somebody speedy rounding third, if he's Ichiro Suzuki or someone who flies low, Corbin Carroll, who's beating around third base, or if this is Rowdy Telez, who's not exactly flying home, but he is apparently on the home stretch. The Suns go on a road trip starting Friday. They'll play in Boston. That's five games. I think there's a pretty good chance that he plays at some point on that road trip. I don't know if it's Friday, but I think there's a pretty good chance, which is more than I thought. Even a couple days ago, I've been saying I thought maybe the All-Star break would just be this easy comeback point. Now I think he's going to be back before that. They have switched. He's now doing on-court activity. They have switched his status to -to game-to-game going forward. It's just been out. Now it's game-to-game, so that sounds good. Who does it affect for the Suns? I don't know if it affects a whole lot of anybody that is actually valuable for fantasy, right? Torrey Craig and Damian Lee, whatever little value they still accrued is gone, but I don't know how much value they had anyways. Probably not that much. I can't imagine too many people are using them. So many of the shots go to Chris Paul, DeAndre Ayton, and McCall Bridges. Now, McCall Bridges probably loses some of those shots. That's probably the biggest, I'd say beneficiary, but that's not the right word for it. The biggest loser in this case, which I don't like the word loser very much, but he will not take as many shots. He's averaged more points than we're used to from him. He's been he'll still be valuable for fantasy. But it's another team that their starting lineup is so top-heavy, and we know what we're getting out of them that you just kind of know who to use and who you can't use. And in this case, it'll be Chris Ball, Devin Booker. McCall Bridges, DeAndre Ayton, and Cameron Johnson. And maybe once in a while, one of them misses, you can stream somebody in. But otherwise, those five are probably the five you want to keep. Four. Story four, I know somebody you do not want to stream in was shown one, one of those players in missed time, and that is Jonathan Isaac. So Jonathan Isaac, I don't know if I ever even covered him coming back because it was probably a busy day for five sports stories. But he did return. We have seen him now for a few games as he returned from his very long-time knee injury, which I was beginning to wonder if it would ever happen. But he has been back now for about, I think, a little over a week. Now, the reason I'm covering him today is he did miss yesterday again. That was listed as injury management. So they played Philadelphia. Now, the questions are should be already out there. Like, is he really helping you? That's what I'm talking about here. Is he really helping you, people who've held him this whole long? Well, he has played in a total of four games He's been back for six. Two of them he sat with injury management. So he's never going to play it back-to-back. I'm pretty confident in that. Even in the four games he's played, he's not gotten to 10 minutes. That's that's not good. He's averaging five and a half points, just under three rebounds, under one assist. Now, what keeps him, he's still 30% rostered, which is not a ton. But for people that are averaging those numbers, you think, well, why is anybody keeping him at all? It's the steals. Everybody's always been intrigued by the steals. I'm intrigued by the steals. In he's played 37 minutes this year. He has six steals. That's an amazing that's an amazing range number, right? That's what you want is what he can offer with the defense. Now, he doesn't have any blocks, which he used to be good at that too. But the shooting is erratic. The minutes aren't there. Now, at 30% roster, if you really want to keep him and you have a very good team, I guess maybe maybe he gets to a game this points this year where he plays 20 minutes. I never think he plays back-to-back, and I wouldn't bet that he ever gets to 20 minutes either but maybe however players he's, he qualifies at shooting forward and power forward. players that are under 30% rostered so less rostered than him that at shooting forward you can pick up Grayson Allen at 22% rostered I'd much rather have him he's offering threes points rebounds and he actually has multiple steals in four of his last five now steals are kind of a luck stat anyways I always think it's so fluky but I'd rather have him at shooting forward and a power forward give me Zach Collins who also happens to be at 22% which is weird But I think he has a solid role in San Antonio, and that role might actually expand fairly soon here. Right now you're getting rebounds and blocks already with about 20 minutes, and I don't know if it'll happen or not. The trade deadline's coming up. I'm sure I'll get to cover a lot of those coming up here, but Jacob Peddle might get traded. And if that happens, then more minutes for Zach Collins and more production, and I would take Zach Collins over Jonathan Isaac. So Jonathan Isaacs missing games with a knee. When he is playing, it's not particularly good. I'm not really sure that he needs to be I know he doesn't need to be 30% rostered. I'm not sure he needs to be rostered by like 5%. Like the deepest of leagues, sure, keep him. Dynasty leagues, I suppose you can keep him if you want. I kind of gave up hope on him a long time ago. And this injury management stuff further confirms that Jonathan Isaac does not need to be on a fantasy roster to me. Five. Story five is another NBA story. I like today's with a lot of NBA stories. Yusuf Nurkic started the game last night. He made it two and a half minutes. He accumulated one rebound, one assist, and he missed a three-point attempt. Actually, he picked up a foul as well. And then he was done. That was it. Came into the game probable. He's been probable on and off ever since. Actually, he's been probable or questionable for about the last week. January 25th is when he first injured his calf. He's been playing, generally playing through it, not every game, but generally he's been playing through it. And then last night, it flared up again after two and a half minutes, and they took him out. So he's missed he'd only missed one game, he missed the 28th. In the meantime, he'd played the 26th. It was an okay game, 12 points, 5 rebounds, an assist to steal and a block. But now here we are again. With yet another one of these players, much like Devin Booker, who seemingly has rushed back from something when it comes to a muscle pull or tear or soreness. Not a tear, I guess, but muscle soreness, and now the question is how long is it going to be now because he was sent to the locker room early and did not return with that calf issue. Another one not picked in the first couple rounds, so you don't have to say, I can't say that, but another one pretty hard to replace, 14 points, over 9.5 rebounds, over 50% from the field, and he hits threes for a big man. Only playing 28 minutes per night, but that's good enough. You'll take that out of him. Now... I think the guys that Portland are going to look to to replace him are actually interesting for players that you can look to for your fantasy team, actually, to replace Nurkic. Portland is going to look to Drew Eubanks and Trendon Watford. Drew Eubanks is the one who, the last game that Nurkic missed time with, Eubanks stepped up. He offers kind of an interesting skill set for fantasy. He plays both. He's only 10% rostered right now on Yahoo. The one game's that he's missed. In the last couple games, he's played 26, 22, 22. Last night, he played over that. And then 31 minutes. And when he gets those minutes, he had some rebounds. He had an 8.10 rebound, two steal, two block game. On the 22nd of January, he had a 6.11 rebound, six block game. So the blocks are always there. He's had a block every game going all the way back through January 10th. He's had at least one block, even when he only plays 12 minutes a game. Now, when he's all by himself to be the starting center here he can offer big rebounding the field goal percentage is really high now it's pretty much those three categories field goal percentage rebounds and blocks maybe a few points here but that's not where you're adding a guy like Trenton Wofford he's not going to replace the three pointers that you've been getting out of Yusuf Nurkic so if that's what you're looking for you're not going to get that I think he did hit one it looks like January 12th but beyond that you're not going to get that so if you're trying to replace that skill set don't expect it but if you're trying to replace the center I think you just looked at Drew Eubanks right on the Portland Trailblazers. That was The Daily Five for th- January 2nd. I almost said January. February 2nd, excuse me. Tune back in tomorrow for five new news stories. The podcast is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, and Podcast Addict. If your app allows, leave it a like and review. Share the podcast with your friends. If you like it, please do share it. That would be very kind of you. Uh, check out the In This League War Room podcast where we talk about the NFL draft. Have a great day. See you tomorrow.